Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and sexual situations. If that's something you can't legally listen to, turn off now, because this is an erotica review show after all. If you'd like to support the show, please consider leaving us a review and rating on iTunes or wherever you find your good podcasts. It really helps the show out. If you'd like to help us out monetarily, patreon.com forward slash red light library for as little as a dollar a month. You can get episodes a day early and ad free. You just hear me thanking you at the beginning of the episode. Isn't that nice? (laughs) Hi. Welcome back to your patrons to the Red Light Library. I'm Gavin, as always, making direct eye contact with Sam and making her unnervous. No. Unnervous. 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 I'm not nervous at all, actually. You're not nervous? No. Nice and relaxed? Yep. It's almost like we're on vacation at a a ski ski resort resort of unspecific (laughs) mention or location. Yep. What a coincidence, because today we're talking about... It's really snowy outside, guys. It actually is. Like, for real. But in an irritating, I gotta get to work way, so fuck I it. walk to work. Yeah, that's the worst, man. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of things that can be disappointing... <laughs> no, that's what, this, this has wasn't some, that bad. Like I said earlier, this has heart, it just lacks technique. Today we're talking about... A Lovely Lesbian Evening in a Ski Lodge by Emily Vixen. Okay, so from reading this, I think some things we can say off the bat. Emily Vixen is obviously from the UK. It's it's obvious in that you looked it up. Well, <laughs> it was... that confirmed it. That confirmed it. In the story, there were many hints that they were from the UK. Uh, the only thing that threw me off was the idea that they live in a temperate zone and then they drove five hours and we're in the mountains but i guess you could do that if you lived yeah. in the south of england you could do that you just get on the channel and then the bam. channel <laughs> let's start at the beginning with the lead tina sighed as <laughs> melissa turned the last bend and the ski lodge came into sight at last A skiing holiday wasn't exactly what she'd imagined when she'd let her girlfriend book their annual holiday. She'd been more looking forward to spending a week lounging on a hot beach in a tropical destination, but Melissa had seemed so excited about it that she'd agreed to go in the end. You may have noticed, 90% of what I just said was one sentence. That's because that's a failing point of the story. There's three sentences. There's three, but a lot of it's packed into one. Yeah. There are next to no commas in this entire short story. And we'll we'll talk about why I think that happens at the end here. But first, we're setting up Tina and Melissa, a lesbian couple who are going up to a ski resort somewhere. Don't know where, but it's somewhere. Got any any commas on this opener? You can't look up commas on the Kindle. (laughs) (laughs) I I did control F and I was like, I want to see how many commas. I can't tell. Do I have comments about the opening? Yeah. Um, you didn't highlight anything. It's a little unremarkable. Yeah. It is setting up something that could be kind no, of romantic yeah, no, and fun. It's just the unremarkable in that you literally already hit the fact that there are three sentences in that paragraph. Yeah. There's also the fact that Tina isn't necessarily stoked to be yeah. on this vacation. Like, Tina's supportive of Melissa a lot. Like, they're a strong couple, it sounds like. But 
Tina wanted to go to the beach, and this comes up like two or three more times, including comments on how much it costs to get all the ski equipment, which, spoiler alert, there are fucking zero ski scenes in this, which pisses me off. Is this too hoity of a problem for me to have with the story? Yeah. There was no well, skiing. I mean, I feel like this is the first half, a little over the first half, sounds like it's setting up more than it is. Yep. It sounds it's like just there's a more sex story. Scene. And there's no like part two. There's no. no continuation. And I would read it if there was. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Nearly there, Melissa said happily. She'd been smiling since they left their house earlier that day. And now it was nearly nightfall, and she was beaming more than ever at the side of the lodge. They get to this lodge. It's log on the outside, nice and fancy schmancy interior. They check in, they go up to their room, and then we start playing around a little bit. Because we're going to go to dinner. But Tina has a ulterior motive here tina's trying to push melissa to go to dinner because if they do that there's no time for melissa to think maybe we could ski a little bit before dark at night but before it's pitch black so she basically doesn't trust her significant other to not kill them selves also well she would take tina out with her yeah that's the big thing Um, oh okay gotcha so tina's like i picked out this for you to wear tonight and check it out dump suitcase there's all of our sex toys including this butt plug hey what i (laughs) there's well i'm bringing up the suitcase thing because there's a bit here that we both talked about earlier vibrators of varying size were placed on the bed along with a pair of fluffy pink handcuffs and a strap-on among a few other sexy items Quote, oh my gosh, you didn't, Melissa giggled. She had no idea what Tina packed in her own suitcase, and had completely forgot anything fun and sexy to pack in her own case. She'd been too excited about the prospect of skiing. I don't know anybody that excited about the prospect of skiing. Especially this couple, because they own a strap-on, handcuffs, butt plug, love egg that they use a lot. So it, the fact that that slipped her mind is kind of ridiculous. They are they are sexually active as a couple, and they know what they like. Yeah. So it's not it, it's it's not a situation where they like they own one vibrator and they use it sometimes. This is like fucking they fuck a lot, and they that's cool. They have a cool. paddle too. They have a paddle. They uh, they come they kind of combat that stereotype of the dead bedroom with lesbian couples in lesbian bed death lesbian bed death there's the opposite of that happening here but there's a couple of other lesbian stereotypes at play too so we'll get to that shit tina picked up a small purple butt plug and held and held it up for melissa to see because she yeah (laughs) i think you should wear this to dinner tonight she suggested firmly not the love egg, Melissa asked as she picked up her favorite toy to wear out. Okay, I have heard of this. I have seen this used in porn a few times. I've never heard it called a love egg. I'm gonna look it up. Just the term love egg? Yeah. To the internet we go. No incognito for me. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, it's definitely been called that. Oh, well. It's usually, it's like love egg or bullet. Or... I mean, bullet. That's different. No. 
Well, not in this context, no. So we introduce the dom-sub side of things, and Tina's the dominant? Tina's the dominant. Tina's the dominant. Melissa's, Melissa's the, the sub. Um, well, that was quick that it turned back on. Yes. We use the word mistress. Cool. Um, I... <sighs> I can't. I'm, this is not a critique, by the way. This is not a critique, by the way. This is not a critique of people who do use master, mistress, and stuff like that in your play. Like I've said a thousand times before, we're a sex positive show. Whatever gets you off, having fucking have fun at it. Thumbs up. It feels, Thumbs up the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this one does not feel authentic to their relationship. It doesn't. Also, you totally throw me off of the thumbs up the butt thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I continued what you were going to say. Because it makes it sound like the sound of the thumb. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I... <sighs> It's a goddamn cartoon. <laughs> Whatever you say, mistress. Were you going to lick my mic? No. <laughs> you leaned into that like a nervous politician. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I was not. Uh, now, Senator, you said you were going to put your thumb up the butt. Can you define that for us? I have no comment. He put the thumb up his butt. Why? That's not funny. <laughs> You're being silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny, she says while <laughs> laughing. Okay. I'm laughing because I'm slap happy. Melissa's like, I'm going to shower and you can't touch. So she leaves the shower door open and starts showering. Um, Let's see here. She puts the butt plug on the floor and grabs some of the complimentary shower gel, pours one of the bottles directly onto her bare breasts. Putting the bottle back down, she, she lathered the gel over her breasts and down over her stomach to wash her thighs. She then puts it on her vagina at one point. Don't. Don't do that. That's not cool. Don't put shower gel on your vagina. Guess what? The vagina's self-cleaning. It's a little... Just a little water. It's a little magical factory down there. It takes care of its own shit. Water. Eat some yogurt. Like, you're fine. Maybe... Nah, never mind. I'm not even gonna advocate for that. Water. Unless... Oh, never mind. See no. a doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, see a doctor. If Literally, like, if you are... So, okay, let's go on <laughs> Welcome to, to <laughs> PSAs about vaginas from one vagina owner and one vaguely uh, knowledgeable person, I guess. I mean, I guess. I know some things. You do. Just water. Warm water. Not hot. Warm water. Done. <laughs> Vaginal health with Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just do your community access TV pose? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great radio all right so she massages the gel there's a lot of mention of nipple play uh melissa massaged her clit the same way she had her nipples until she felt she couldn't take anymore with a sexy smile over at tina she inserted one finger and then another into her pussy and began rubbing gently while moaning loudly enough to be heard over the sound of the shower fuck me that sentence is long <laughs> There are long sentences with useless information in them. Rolling back when she uh, when she puts the the shampoo on her body, she starts the next sentence with putting the bottle back down. She lathered the gel over her breast. 
You don't have to say yeah, she put don't. the bottle nope. down. Like, I can just assume that. Yeah. I know I've given other people shit for not saying enough, but this is just it's, fucking too much. It's gratuitous. Uh, which, I know that's a style thing, and there's some people who like this, so fucking take that with a grain of salt. There are people who like Tolkien, after all. Oh, God, we just lost half of our fan base. <laughs> Gone. That was a really... He spiked the mic there. Stop it. Gone. Stop. Oh, it's way less there. Okay. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> you hit someone's fetish there. <laughs> I hit no one's fetish. <laughs> Hi, Editor Gavin in the future here with lots of echo and a passion for audiobooks. Listen, I... Patreon keeps the lights on. Audible has helped us purchase extra hosting in one month while we were trying to figure out a new host, and it's helped us buy a couple of things to upgrade the show. And you can upgrade your listening by going to audibletrial.com forward slash RLL for a free first month free audiobook. And even if you don't buy a subscription, that monetarily helps the Red Light Library. Trust me, I've been paying for Audible since 2013. This program is amazing. There's so many awesome things about it. I've listened to so many books. You're going to find something. Out of 200,000 audiobooks, you can find something. Trust me. Normally, it was Tina who got to be dominant in one of their pair during the sexy time together. <laughs> I noticed you highlighted that. Yeah, I did. I was like, ah. They got sexy time together. Yeah, sexy time together. Um, she runs her fingers down over her wet entrance. Something I highlighted to talk about synonyms for vagina. Uh, I think entrance isn't, I mean, I'm not a fan of entrance, but I think entrance of the things we see is not that bad. It's definitely not a slit or cooter. <laughs> <laughs> or coos. Or coos. Oh, I'm stuck to the chair. Coochie. Uh, vag hole. Vag hole? We haven't seen vag hole. <laughs> if you would like to write and submit... <laughs> A story including the word vagal. <laughs> Minimum 6,000 words must be published on Amazon or somewhere else for money. We will review it on the show and we will mention that vagal is in it and that'll probably be the only funny thing. Oh, shit. I want a dead serious erotica that's like her sex. Like it says shit like that for 300 pages and then right at the end, he fucked her in her vagal. <laughs> And all the, all the people have been reading this long, intricate story, probably historical romance, Yeah, are just like, what the fuck happened on page, did you, page 556, what happened? <laughs> Melissa was panting with pleasure, and she saw the effect her little show was having on Tina. A.K.A. Tina was standing like, <laughs> my girlfriend doing stuff in the shower. There is something kind of nice here. Um, after Melissa fin, after Melissa, Ma <laughs> oh my god! After Melissa, after Melissa finished washing and dried herself off, Tina hopped in the shower and quickly cleaned herself. Once they were both clean and dry, Tina took hold of the butt plug and lubed it up enough that it would be easy for Melissa to take the whole thing in. "Quote: Are you sure you're okay with this?" She checked. Much as Tina liked taking the role of a demanding mistress, she never did anything without Melissa's proper consent. 
That's nice. That's nice. She didn't just take a butt plug and... She didn't just thumb it up there. <laughs> okay, but also... I know that's great and all, but, like, who washes their th- themselves and then goes to a fancy dinner without putting on makeup, without doing their hair? It's implied. Without... Is it? But the amount of content we do get, why don't we hear about this? I don't Why isn't know. there a sweet scene where, like, she's helping her with her yeah, eyeliner? Maybe something like that. They could or be flirting while they're doing their hair. each other's hair. And I'm glad you brought that up and not, because I think if I brought it up, it would sound stereotypical, like girl shit. I mean, it kind of is. It's absolutely stereotypical. But, I mean, fuck, but... they're on vacation. Yeah. I mean, they could go down for dinner to their goddamn sweats yeah no one cares cares, but no one cares but the whole deal is they're gonna have champagne yeah exactly it's a nice dinner that's my point so if they are gonna do that why not have that scene why not have her straightening her uh, melissa's hair or something like that because there's so much room for like intimacy when you're that physically close together we don't just need i masturbate in the shower with soap Eat my pussy. Oh, wait, you can't. Now stick a thing up my butt. Like, that's what happens. Yeah. And well, the... Only it's it's a little bit more eloquent than that. <laughs> Slightly more eloquent than that. And on the way out the door, they decide that Tina's going to have the love egg inside of her, therefore giving Melissa a little bit of control over Tina, which is a nice little power play thing. I like that. Although, this is something you only see in porn. Yeah. I have yet to hear. And if you got a real world oh, story, feel free to share. And that movie with Kevin Heigl and Gerard Butler. What's it called? And in When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. I don't remember the Gerard Butler one. Really? Yeah. Gerard Butler and Catherine Heigl? Well, that 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 trope from Harry Met Sally is kind of incredibly that, well the, known. The love egg? And it's not a love egg. It's vibrating panties, but it's the same principle. Ugly truth. Yeah, that was vibrating panties. The ugly truth. She's having... I actually really fucking like that movie, by the way. I have yet to see it. It's really good. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah, Tina gets consent, which is nice, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Tina had never had a dinner with something like that inside her before. It was always Melissa that had enjoyed that kind of thing. All right, Tina agreed as she lay back on the bed and opened her legs with her knees in the air. You always look like you're having so much fun with it. I'm always up for trying something new, too. Yeah. One thing I want to ask here, is it weird that she goes through the effort to lay down and spread her legs as if something huge is being inserted into her? We don't know how big this love egg is. It's like fucking... We don't know She how mentions big it, it is. not being that big. Well, also, maybe... Was she already dressed at this point? No. No? Okay, then. They both finished getting ready is the next thing we hear. Um... I don't think it's that weird. I think it's kind of like a, not romantic, but kind of romantic. I was waiting for a utilitarian kind of broad city situation where there's just like a fucking hike and and then we're done. Yeah, like the pussy One leg up. Yeah. Uh, You always look like you're having so much fun with it. I'm always up for trying something too. That's the spirit. Melissa agreed as she inserted the egg into Tina's pussy and dropped the controller into the handbag she was planning on taking to the dinner that night. Why do we need to hear that she's planning on taking it to dinner that night? We know already. Yeah. <sighs> so they get ready. They go down. They order appetizers and the most expensive bottle of champagne they've got. They are being fancy as shit. Uh, Melissa turns on the egg at one point and it... Here's the one... Here's... Okay. I We've given it crap for 
run-on sentences and stuff like that. And that's an editor's thing to cash in. These don't get editors. We know that. We review short stories a lot. But my one big thing here is we are in an omniscient thirst thirst omniscient oh <laughs> we are in an omniscient third person narrator situation but it tries to do that thing where whenever we're in someone's head they've influenced the narrative yeah but we're changing we're jumping mid-paragraph we're switching from melissa to tina then we're going from tina to melissa in the next paragraph it and since everyone's pronoun is her which is a when everyone's pronouns are the same you can't cheat because it's kind of easy if there's different ones you can just say you know this one then this one then this one when they're all the same you have to keep track of names and when you stop using names and say her a lot it gets sloppy it's hard to keep track uh so there were a couple of times i was trying to because at one point it kind of reads like the butt plug magically teleported to tina uh <laughs> Which, if it did, weirder story, probably more up our alley. What? I'm, I'm reading the part about um, Melissa having oysters, and like maybe I'll have the oysters. Blah blah blah. I'll stick with the breaded mushrooms, thanks. Oysters do sound a bit ambitious. I'll have the same. What? But. Tina just ordered mushrooms, yeah. and why would Melissa say I'll have the same when she got the oysters? She didn't. They both got bread and mushrooms. What? That's what that's saying. Oh. She's saying oysters sound... Ambitious? By the way, I said oysters wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they okay. sound ambitious, as if that's, like, too okay, much for that I got, night. I got you, but you, am I stupid, or could no, that be seen that's, as that's, confusing? I almost said chunky. That's clunkily <laughs> written. That's okay. Campbell's chunky written right there. <laughs> Uh, God, I miss those old commercials. <laughs> with the football player yeah. and his mom? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot his name. Or was that a running thing? Did they change football players? I don't know. I don't fuck. I can't. I, I can't remember who plays the hand <laughs> egg anymore. This was like five years ago. Oh, the juice is loose. That's <laughs> when I stopped watching. I never He was never football. a... Ch oh, okay. He was never a, a chunky. <laughs> he's a little chunky now. <laughs> yeah, he's also... <laughs> Never mind. She's also old <laughs> as shit. Or are you going to say a murderer like everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have dinner and the shtick is that Melissa turns up the egg a couple of times. So now Tina's, <laughs> Tina's basically gripping the table like, fucking stop. Uh, they order dessert, which, uh, sorry, author, but you spelled dessert desert <laughs> a couple of times there. Uh, she gets some bullshit, and Melissa gets strawberry cheesecake. Uh, she got chocolate cake, not some bullshit. <laughs> Ooh, Excuse touchy. you. I'm just not. I on like the right dessert. Page. Okay. <laughs> I like dessert. All right. <laughs> so she basically this dinner is a wash for Tina because the egg is making her eat and drink as fast as possible so they can get upstairs and fuck, but. That also means expensive champagne, expensive food, and tasty dessert. <laughs> like, she's not paying attention to it. Uh, and she's waiting for Melissa to finish her fucking cheesecake so they can go upstairs and take care of this problem. And she's, like, slowly eating the cheesecake to fuck with Tina. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see, where's the quote? Actually, Tina enthusiastically asks for the hand egg. 
Um, finishing off with her, I'm going to go back to the okay. appetizer. Finishing off her starter, Melissa nodded and leaned over the table slightly. Me too. Tonight I'm <clears throat> tonight I'm going to take charge and spank you. Then I'll fuck you with the strap on. She really, Tina really wants to fucking go upstairs. They have dessert. Um, Melissa says, it's making my ass feel so good. Um, and she keeps wiggling against the seat to, she basically forgets the butt plugs there and every now and then just rocks back and forth to feel it. How small is it? It's not girthy. Like, exactly. Like how small exactly? I want to know because from what I've seen, I don't think that those would be comfortable to sit down in. Yeah. I've had no experience. I can't say anything. <laughs> Me neither. Okay. An idea came to Tina that she knew Melissa wouldn't refuse. Finish that cheesecake quickly and I'll buy you two slices tomorrow. So Me. <laughs> Tina or Melissa is like, <sighs> and eats it all. You brought up a very fucking good point here. Yeah. What's that point? They could have fucking had the dessert in their room. After they had sex. They could have had it to go, which is what you brought up. Yeah. And then I, re- then I mentioned they could have had room service bring it up. After sex, because then you'll be hungry. Again, this is a scene like we could have had that would have engaged so much more romance, so much more of their relationship. Yeah. You would, like, them lying in bed, like, hands running through the hair and shit like that. Like, they're naked under the covers and the guy comes in. Whoa! Like, you can do so much stupid or good and fun erotica stuff. With that, because they're in a hotel, they're going to order room service, they're doing all this shit. It's not just that they're not fucking in an office building. It's not something mundane and boring. Um, They just, she eats cheesecake real quick and they go upstairs and have sex. Like that's, Yeah. <laughs> and the, the end is so fucking, they take the toys out, they spank, um, Melissa spanks Tina. There's a little bit of dominant play. Uh, Tina says harder. Melissa stops and says, what was that? Uh, Tina says, I mean, can you do it harder, mistress? Please, I'm so horny for you. Um, which doesn't really feel that natural. Not for their relationship. They spank. They, um, do, um, they they do the fucking strap-on. It is mentioned that the strap-on is not fulfilling because it doesn't pleasure one of them, which is true, but there are so many options of strap-ons that do two at the same time. Which they would have gotten if, like, if being you, real If here, two vagina owners are having lots of sex... Together. It would be a profitable idea to get, and I can't believe I've forgotten the name... Hang on. There's gotta be a way to find this out. Double-headed strap-on? Fieldo. The Fieldo. It's a it's a dildo that has like a sprout coming out of it that is basically just a smaller dildo that is inserted into one vagina and held in with the pelvic floor muscles, I think? Yeah. And then you just fuck some, a, a butt or a vagina or whatever you want with the dildo sticking out. So it gives the impression that that person has a cock and they are getting the stimulation of the cock being pushed back and it pushes the second offshoot dildo into them. So that is a sex toy that exists and it has existed for quite some time because I remember hearing about it when I was like 10. Or you can wear the egg. 
Or she could have had the egg. They could have done that in this scene. Yep. Or you could just get a straight up strap on that has two dildos so one goes inside you. Or you can get one that has a little vibrating thing that's up against your clitoris when the, you're doing that. See, the chief point here is there are many options for but strap on sex. But they settle for mediocrity, which doesn't sound like them. There's no, there's no drive to the sex. There's some cute relationship moments, but there's no fucking like to it. There's no trying. And then they scissor. Like, that's the end of this. They scissor. They rub their vaginas together. And apparently it's the sexiest goddamn thing that's ever happened. I have never seen scissoring mentioned. I have in porn. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, I, in porn, yeah. And among like cam models, which are doing it for the camera, I'm. it looks, and I've heard... That it's a fun thing to do, but it's not something you would do... To get off. Non-performatively. Yeah. It is purely a... It's kind of like in porn, in straight porn, when the woman will lie on her side and one leg straight up in the air like a ballerina stretching and the guy, like, fucks her sideways, kind of. That's not something that really happens unless you're in, like a group sex situation where you're like, check this out. Like (laughs) scissoring just doesn't fucking happen. No, I don't think it feels like just a goddamn stereotype. Something that like Ashton Kutcher's character in dude, where's my car would watch. What's that look? Can we not talk shit? No, I love that. I love that movie too, but does not, that not sound like lesbian porn than a straight guy with blonde hair in the, I don't know. Point I can't being, sit in this chair anymore. You done? No, it's really uncomfortable. Sorry, babe. Ooh, we're we're almost done here. Yeah, no, I know. That's well, we are because they literally, they they orgasm and cut to black. Like, that's it. And it says something about they, they're going to have a lot of fun this vacation. Like a half-assed sequel setup tease. Yeah. That's not going to fucking happen. It should have been longer. It would have been so much better. So, in the end, Sam, do you recommend this one? It is 99 cents. I don't know if I recommend it. I recommend it if you're bored. And you, I mean, quite frankly, the only sex act that gets a lot of detail is the scissoring. Yeah. So, so if, if like that's something that, you're really into, yeah. I think it has promise. I from it's looking kind of cute. From looking at Emily Vixen's Amazon profile, there are a lot of pieces, like twenty or more. And the majority of them are the she-male and blank. Or the blank and the she-male. Like, there's a lot of um, very specifically oriented porn, I guess would be the way to say it. And there are a couple of lesbian pieces thrown in there. So, this isn't necessarily their milieu, what we're reading. Yeah. I was just trying to find a nice fucking... We're out here in the snow. This is a nice hotel room. This is a nice cabin. Let's have some nice sex. I was trying to find just a nice, calm, good erotica to read. And we kind of found one. But there's just not a lot of focus on the... You know what? They could be in a Holiday Inn with a Denny's in the parking lot. And it's the exact same goddamn story. You just change the food they're eating and they're in a Holiday Inn in the middle of fucking nowhere that has a Denny's in the parking lot. Because the hotel doesn't do anything fucking special for them. This could be just a shitty chain hotel. Um, the The restaurant doesn't do anything for them except their champagne there. So all you got to do is take the champagne out. Make it an Applebee's. Now they can drink alcohol. And that's it. <sighs> so, 
I think the overall thesis here is this story is okay, but it's it feels the thing I teased at the beginning of the episode. I think it's rushed. I think it was written no, absolutely. quickly and For it was profit. not edited. Yeah, it was definitely not edited. No, edited, edited. Harry Pocket did it. Well, no, okay. I think it was edited with a quick ass once over, it was, and that's it. There were no red lines on Microsoft Word, so, so it's yep. okay. Yep. I want the Kindle app to show red lines and stuff. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Just to, just to name and shame them. Yeah. But that would do it with like names and made up words. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> so that was. What's the name of the story? A Lovely Lesbian Evening in a Ski Lodge. By Emily Vixen. If you want to pick it up, check it out on Amazon.com. Bye. See you next Tuesday. Bye.